Welcome to the Happy Executive Woman's Podcast, where women just like you learn how to navigate your work, home, and love lives with confidence and calm, all while being in command of your emotions. Here's your host, Coach Anita Charlo. As an executive woman, giving ourselves permission to ask for what we want is so important. And since I like to practice what I preach, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening from and leave a review and a rating, I would really appreciate it. It helps so much. And if you know of another amazing woman that could benefit from these topics, please be sure to forward this podcast to her. Girl, let me tell you. Okay, I have been trying to keep it cool, introducing my next guest. You know, I always have these candid conversations with phenomenal women. And I've been trying to keep it cool. And I've been trying to stay professional, but bump that, right? The candid (laughs) conversations are me with the individuals that I know personally or women that I'm familiar with their work. And this is when you just get to be a fly on the wall. So in this episode, you are definitely going to be a fly on the wall. And as you know, my normal episodes are anywhere between nine and 20 minutes. But if you're used to (laughs) if you're used to chiming into the candid conversations, then you know this can be anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes. So just go grab you something to drink, pick your drink of choice. I don't care if it's water, tea, champagne, whatever you got, get it because my girl and I are about to sit here and we're about to share business as well as personal, as well as spiritual stuff. So you are in for a treat and maybe I should probably tell you her name. (laughs) I should probably tell you her name. Well, you saw the you saw the post. But anyway, this is Dawn. This is my girl, Dawn Kristen Ellison. And let me tell you, all right, I'm going to give you the backstory. I was speaking at an event in Vegas, maybe 20, was it 2018, Dawn, maybe? Uh, 2019. It was 2019? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it was 2019. And um, I didn't know Dawn personally before we got there. Like we had been in the same group. So we had been seeing each other's posts and whatever group on Facebook. And then we got there. I was there with my, uh, I would say my niece-in-law and she was, you know, speaking as well. So we're hanging out and it's like, oh, okay. We decided to all hang out together. And since Dawn is from Vegas you know, all of us hang out, Dawn drove us and we just had a great time. So one of the things that you guys know about me is that I am currently working on my PhD in metaphysics. Dawn put a pin on that one because we'll have to come back to that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the three of us hung out. We had not met Dawn in person before, but we had the best time. And it is not often that I get to share my love for metaphysics with other people, because sometimes conversations can end up going down the rabbit hole and people look at you like you're crazy, like you need to be committed or like you're going to hell because what you're talking about, they've been taught is against the Bible. And so just connecting with Dawn that night, all three of us, it was just 
freaking amazing. It was magical. It was. <laughs> and I was, and we were like, wait, what? You know about that? You know about that? Oh my God. I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. We both know, you know, and it was just one of these things. It was, it was so much fun. And I was like, wow, this, this was amazing. We hung out. Like I was supposed to speak the next day, I think. And we hung out half the night in Vegas. We were not partying. We were just having great conversation and great food. And of course, a couple of cocktails, but who doesn't want to do cocktails? But, but we did stop and get some oxygen at that the was, oxygen bar, the right? That was nice. And the little massage thing. On yes. The back. That was really Which, cool. Girl, that thing, I bought that thing. It lasted like 30 days. Even after I changed the batteries, it still wouldn't work. I was like, yeah, they got me. They got me. But it was fun, right? It was. It was, it was one of the oh. best nights I've had to date. You it know? was. And, yeah. and like you said, it was, it, I came home and I remember almost bawling telling my parents that that was the first time I didn't feel crazy. Yeah. I didn't feel like someone was judging, you know, what I believe to be true. My truth, our truth, you know? Yeah. And it was just, it was just so comfortable. It was. It was so comfortable. Oh my gosh. Like I've been on this metaphysical journey. Oh my God. Since so, and you guys know my story already. So I walked away from an abusive marriage, finally got, uh, the divorce was finalized in 1996. And between 1996 and 1999, I started on this journey of self-discovery and self-development, right? And so I got introduced to metaphysics. So metaphysics has been a part of my life. Metaphysics is what has helped me to grow through the difficulties that I've had in my life. Again, we've talked about it. You guys know my story. Uh, For those of you that don't know my story, be sure to go back to all of the 41 episodes that I have already (laughs) at the the time of this taping, because we're not sure where this is going to fall. But at the time of this taping, I already have 41 episodes out there, which I have to say, Donna, I'm very proud of myself because I committed to doing a podcast every week. And so far out of the 41, there have only been two that have been repeats. Beautiful. Honey. Beautiful. Trust me when I tell you, if it was easy, if it was easy to sit down and create, right? Because I can't just go off the cuff. Like you see now, we, we're probably going to be in a conversation for over an hour. If I go off the cuff, I'm going to take you to Egypt, China, Zimbabwe. I'm going to go all the way down over to Greece and then around the corner to Australia. So I have to write them out before I, and then I ad lib every now and then when I want to get a little deeper in certain spots, but just having to be in creative mode, I can't create two weeks ahead of time. I I can't create three days ahead of time. It has to be in the moment. It has to be in the moment. So typically lately, and you know, Megan, I'm sorry, I'm apologizing again. But Megan, normally I give her everything by Tuesday morning so she can uh, handle it, upload it, do all the things. Megan is the best ever in the whole wide world. And so she can have it set up when she goes to bed Tuesday night for it to, lo- for it to send out automatically on Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Well, the past couple of weeks, I've been like, Megan, I'm sorry, I'm gonna get it to you late. So that's because I wasn't feeling it, right? I have to feel it. What does the world need right now? What do people need to hear right now? 
And then when it comes in, then it's like, okay, now I have the inspiration, but I only move on inspired action when it comes to this, right? So I'm sure I'm probably all over the place with this just that's even starting up this podcast. That's the most the most authentic way. For yes. That's that, what needs to be delivered at that moment. At this and, moment. And the past couple of weeks has been really off for everybody. The collective Girl. has been just like, but that's just the transformation of the season too. Yes, you absolutely. Know? So now we're beginning to blossom here. We right. have spring equinox. We're getting mm-hmm. ready to have Easter. All of this is our sensitivity to the atmosphere you know honey honey okay so I need to this is the longest introduction I've ever done (laughs) I'm like wait a minute okay okay let me get back okay really back come back come back to the room come back to the room okay here we go fast forward from 2019 to 2022 which is this year and I was headed to Miami to attend the Flourish Media Conference you guys know every chance I get I'm always doing something with Flourish Media. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas. You know, are you available to go to dinner, have drinks or whatever? And I I knew my schedule. She was like, yeah, sure. And so I reached out. I wasn't really sure how the the conference was going to go, what time it was going to get done. We moved it from Friday to Sunday, which is great because Sunday I was done with the conference. And I knew that, okay, could go ahead and go to brunch. And then I could figure out what to do with my life until it was time to head to the airport. (laughs) We met for lunch. I promise you, we picked up. Now, John and I have not really communicated by phone or by video or nothing between 2019 to 22. But we've always been connected online. And we, you know, girl, have you seen this? Read this book. Here's a podcast. Look at this YouTube video. You know, so we've mm-hmm. always stayed connected. We met up for brunch. Now, this was at, we, it was like 11, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. it was 11. I think my flight, I needed to be to the airport by five or something. But we stayed together that whole time. <laughs> we talked, <laughs> we talked by, we were in the uh, Bellagio. So we talked, we were in the restaurant by the water. So we saw the, you know, the water come up and, to the music and all this stuff we I think they played they play like every 30 minutes I think but we saw yes. it probably like two I or think three every times. 20 I think it's every 20 yeah we saw at least two or three because we were having such a good time sitting there talking we left there I said girl I need to check out I'm gonna go upstairs you know it was great seeing you I'm gonna go upstairs and and I'm gonna pack you know grab my bags I'm gonna go check out she was like well I hope you don't think that <laughs> I'm not taking you to the airport because I'm taking, I was like, well, shit, let's, oops. I mean, shoot, let's, <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's go upstairs. We sat upstairs. We talked for a minute while I pulled everything together, make sure I wasn't leaving anything. We went downstairs. We checked out. We talked in the line while we checked out. We went and, and perched ourselves at the bar and we talked there. And then we talked in the car on the way to the airport. It was like, I didn't even want to get out the car. And no. Right? I didn't even want to get out the car. I was like, girl, you got to come to Chicago. You got to come to Chicago. I because, said, when, when it thaws out. Yes. <laughs> when it thaws okay, out. Fine, fine. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the weather. I'm like, okay, when is it going to break? When it's, well, <laughs> Chicago is like, you just got to be bold. You just got to be. You just I'm gotta, not that bold. You can. I'm not that, but I'm a Southern California girl, and now I live All in right. the desert. That is a recipe for disaster. Fine, fine. 
All right. So, well, we're looking at probably July for you then. That's that's because we've had yeah. snow in May. <sighs> Like crazy. Chicago does what Chicago is like a woman on her cycle, honey. She does what she wants to do. <laughs> you're, just, you're just a part of it, right? You're just a part of it. So that was my long introduction to Dawn. And, you know, by the time you hear this podcast, you will see, you know, her bio. And of course, you know, in the podcast and the show notes, we always share all the links or anything that we talk about. Um, we got some good stuff to get into, but all the links to how you can find Dawn and what she has going on and her apparel brand and all that good stuff, you will find in the show notes. We'll talk about it at the end, but that's just to give you a heads up. That's where you will find her bio and all that other good stuff. So we're just going to jump right in. Girl. <laughs> I love it. I'm just so happy to have you here. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, like my cheeks hurt. I'm trying <laughs> right? so much. Oh my gosh. All right. So That's now that high frequency friendship. Girl, <laughs> I know. Like there is just, can I tell you guys, you know, I talk about the happy executive woman. And one of the things that's really important to me as an executive woman is that I don't have to have people in my space that match my match my business idea. They don't have to be in the same field that I'm in. They don't have to, you know, do or believe in the same thing that I do. But when you find someone that gets you, that is no drama, right? No drama. (laughs) You get me. I get you. We can have philosophical conversations. We can, we can go to astrology. We can go to you know, being empathic, we can talk about all the things that bring me joy and it brings you joy too. So you're not just tolerating me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is a different level as an happy executive woman. You got to figure out who your tribe is. Yeah. And you got to fulfillment. It's it's part of fulfillment because it's, it's what we are. It's Mm -hmm. who we're, we're continuously becoming more of. Yes. And it's just, it's so refreshing when you find another person who is your match yes. in, in, in any capacity. Right. And, uh, and that, and that just, like I said, this is a high frequency, high frequency friendship. It's just yeah. like, we are excited about each other, period. Period. Yeah. <laughs> it, whatever. Girl, what? You sell the socks? Okay, hold on. I'm gonna put your a link to your socks on my website. Like, That's it. You selling candles? Okay. <laughs> what you doing, girl? What you got going on? Okay, look, I'm having this issue. What book should I read? Or send me a YouTube link that does deals with this or that. Or have you dealt with this? How did you grow through it? These are the types of this is a type of friendship that we have. And there are, there will be people that don't understand that, right? There'll be people that will not understand the level of, even though we hadn't talked in trying to do the math, three years, mm-hmm. right? We It didn't matter. It's like we picked up right where we left off that night when we hung out in Vegas. And that's how you know it's a, it's a soulmate connection. Yeah, Because our souls know each other and they're just, they the excitement of our souls, our higher selves are yes. coming together and say, oh girl, I've missed you, but we've been right here together the whole time. Yes, the <laughs> you know? whole time it's 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 magical yeah and like you said a lot of people aren't going to understand it because we don't have to talk all the time we don't have to see each other all the time Mm -mm. time doesn't exist where our friendship resides right 
it's eternal. It's ongoing. It doesn't stop. It just picks up exactly where it left off. Yeah. That's it. Amazing. And, um, it's it's just it's a beautiful feeling. You feel it. I feel it. So we know what that feeling. Yes, we <laughs> do. <laughs> yes, we do. So our goal during this conversation is to is to weave in um portions or pieces of our connection as we talk about business, right? So I want to, I can talk about you all day long until the cows come home. So let's, let's start with the the business questions. (laughs) So the, the goal of this podcast is really to share with other women. So they can be executive women. They can be women in business. They can be women who desire to be in business. They can be women who have families and are in a career and want to create a side hustle and understand how to juggle all of that. And then as I continue to evolve into the spiritual being that I am, I am now looking to incorporate more uh, with the listeners of how they can tap into their own spirit, right? How they can bypass all of the, the uh, programming that they've received, what I need to do, what I should be doing, and think about what is best for me and what is my spirit telling me that it wants to do. So having put that out there and knowing that this is the the direction that you and I have been going for years, share with our listeners how, like how you found yourself on this journey. Like how did, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yep. Yep. (laughs) How did, tell us all about that. How did you get here today, Friday, April 8th, 2022, from where you started years ago? I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I now knowing what I know and knowing who I am up, up until this point, my journey started from day one, Ooh. day one. I'm talking first breath <laughs> because Girl, I need popcorn. Keep going. <laughs> as a child, you know, I always felt different. Mm-hmm. I always felt um, as though I'm here to do something. Mm-hmm. And I always question what that something is. It's almost like, you know, you'll see in a movie, they drop an alien from out of the sky and say, you're here. Yes. You don't remember what you're supposed to do. Right. Like, okay, I'm here to do something. Mm-hmm. There's a longing within me that's saying you got a job to do. And you can yeah. say, well, what's the job? I need instructions. Right. I need to know what to do. Well, in actuality, the, 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 the duty at that time was just go out and have experience. Mm-hmm. Just go live mm-hmm. because your why is going to be answered in 30 years. <laughs> you know, yeah. Back, relax and just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Well, you know, life experience happens and you collect information, you collect experience, you collect people. And those things add up to whatever, you, what I call your, your truth is. Mm-hmm. It just so happens to be most, well, pretty much everybody has a painful truth mm-hmm. that they have to awaken from mm-hmm. in order to find their powerful truth. Preach. <laughs> so your painful truth is everything you've gone through, mm-hmm. your traumas, your dramas, your fears, your, 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 whatever it was that got you to the point of wanting something different. Yes. We all go through that at some point. 
Yeah. Life has to be better than this. Life has to, I need to change. That's natural for transformation. We're mm-hmm. always evolving. We're always changing. The only time human beings feel any form of resistance is when they're fighting against that change, mm-hmm. trying to keep everything the same. Right. That's mm-hmm. not natural. Once I got to a point where I hated my life, hated it. You feel like you're doing everything you're supposed to. You're doing everything you were taught. You're doing everything that's expected of you. And I said, this is not what I want. When the deeper parts of you start to say, this isn't what I want. It's usually in the form of frustration, Mm -hmm. anger, blame, Mm -hmm. depression. Yes. You're just not processing it yet. Mm Mm-hmm. You're just not processing. That's what it is. You just think life is beating you up. Well, really, life isn't doing anything. You're doing it to yourself. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where the universe decided it wanted to really show me that I was not on the path that I was destined to be on. You're talking failed businesses, failed Mm -hmm. careers. Um, I, too, was in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And it really got to the point where I didn't, like I said, I hated my life. No aspect of it besides my son right. was, was, was good to me. Mm, those and kids did, will save you, girl. Save me. Save <laughs> my life. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where, you know, my mother asked me one day, she said, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? She said, "This you're not a housewife. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to do life like the way you're doing meaning I'm I'm not thriving mm-hmm. you know, I was I'm always loved going out and having my independence and making my own money and really shining in whatever it is that I'm creating and mm-hmm. doing and building and it got to the point where I literally was just sitting at home watching tv all day mm. that was one of my lowest points mm-hmm. where you can't recognize yourself in the mirror why can't you recognize yourself because that's not you right mm-hmm. not who you are that's not who you're supposed to be mm-hmm. so once I will I will recall that conversation with my mother to be the a part of my journey that clicked within me that made me start to question it's the questions yeah. that gets you where it is you need to go mm-hmm. that's where the seeker in you becomes real Right. Well, if this isn't who I'm supposed to be, who am I? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So those same questions that I had as a child that Mm -hmm. I tucked away, who am I? Why am I here? Where are my instructions? What am I supposed to be doing? Where am I going? Right. Right. Those questions started to get new life. Yeah. And now I'm capable to go out here and find it. So what falls into my lap? Asking it is given. Well, I'm mm-hmm. not even gonna say that. Uh, the secret was first mm-hmm. delivered to me, like mm-hmm. literally. I remember before I put the this DVD, and that's what it was at the time. Yes, I, the I remember. <laughs> before I put the DVD into the the player, something made me say, "Whatever this secret is, yeah, I want it to be applied to my life." Mm-hmm. Because where I was, I knew. It's got to be something better than this. Right. <laughs> it's got to right. be more than this. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. When I watched it, something within me said, where have I heard this before? I hadn't. Right. 
but I had. I, it's, it's what I already knew. It was like a remembrance, <laughs> right? It was. It was one of Nothing those Nothing new. Just like, wait a minute. Just I remember. Mm-hmm. So that, that to me was the first time I could actually, you know, notate. That was when I started remembering who I am. Yeah. Which I forgot. Yeah. Everybody forgets. Honey. <laughs> but then there it is. From that point on, then I went into reading Asking It Is Given, Carrie mm-hmm. Hicks. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, um, I remember my ex said, let's go to Agape International. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I didn't know what it was really. Right. But mm-hmm. then he told me, you know, Reverend Michael, he was in the secret. I was like, oh yeah, let's go. Started yeah. going there. And I kid you not, I personally did not grow up in mm-hmm. the traditional church. Yeah. I never felt comfortable when, when I was there. Like I felt like I was missing something. Yes. I'm not, something's <laughs> not clicking for me. <laughs> yes. And I said, all these people are saying these things and having these connections and you know, some people falling all out and doing all kinds of stuff. And right. I'm like, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not working for me. I'm doing something wrong throughout my life. That made me question whether if any of this stuff is real. Yeah. Any of this that people are saying, you have to do this. You have to do that. You, and I'm like, why? You know, I'm a, I'm Aquarius. I'm a rebel. So it's like, yeah, why should I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. when I went to, I went to Agape and I kid you not. They asked for the new people to stand up so they could greet you. Mm-hmm. And I literally stood there and felt like I came in coming to America where he said, yes, yes, I am ready to have to be here. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was vibing so high. Yeah. Because in that moment, I was home. Right. I was home. Yes. And I said, this is a kaleidoscope of people. You could be sitting next to a yeah. person who's from India and, and another person right. on the side of you could be Jewish and the right. person in front of you could be from somewhere in South America. Yes. But you all are there for the yes. same purpose to connect with your true self, your highest self, and to create goodness in this world, in this world. Girl, I totally, I am so digging. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. I'm taking notes because <laughs> I'm trying not to cut you off. But I'm like, okay, I got to talk about this. Okay, let me write this down. I got the, the whole post-it. It's full. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so let me, let me you said something. Let me, let's go back. Okay. You said had to go through neg- negative experiences in order to, for your, for your spirit to be like, wait, you had to get, your spirit had to get fed up enough and be like, okay, yes. look, that's enough. We, we're done with this. All right. You need to figure out who you are. And so then, you know, the things in the books and the, the uh, invitations to uh, Agape started coming into your awareness for you to reconnect with what was your truth to begin with. So I totally get that. One of the things that comes to mind immediate, immediately for me is, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy by the name of David Wilcock, um, but he has a book that's called Awakening the Dream, Awakening in the Dream. So this is, as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, we sure did. We woke up, right? And for me, it was my catalyst was my leaving my abusive my first marriage which was an abusive marriage and then being pissed off and you know I've told the story before I was pissed off at anything male mm-hmm. I was pissed off at God because God was man how could you let me go through this I was pissed off at my dad and my brother who had died one year apart how the hell could y'all leave me here with this somebody's supposed to be here to kick his butt you know right. why am I here by myself so I was like look I'm gonna walk away from this I took this comparative religions class. I was going to DePaul at the time and I took this comparative religions class and 
it was the five major religions and all five of them just showed me that they were all oppressive of women. I was like, hold up. No, (laughs) I'm done. I'm done with y'all too. Right. So then I set out on the path to really understand like the truth for me. Cause in my mind, you know, the word God, I recognize what God is, is God in the Bible. But I also recognize that God in the Bible is, he could not have, he can't be jealous like I am. He can't have human emotions Emotions. like I do. What is this? And then when I started to learn and I started to dig a little deeper and I was like, you know what? Wait a minute. I like the concept of God being spirit and just, you know, there hasn't having no gender and just is like God is energy. God is everywhere. So if he's omnipresent, omnipotent, all that other stuff, then it means that he just is, he's everywhere. God is in, is in this mouse right here, right? (laughs) He's in this pen, right? The energy, the energy from that mouse that was created from that person is the energy that God was flowing through that person that came up with that idea to make that mouse. Hello caller. That's what I'm trying to (laughs) tell That's what we, we here to educate the people. Okay. So my first introduction was I was going through, I was trying to heal from, you know, the, the disappointment of my divorce. And I had been, I had gone to, kid you not, I had gone to a psychotherapist, a psychoanalyst, an LCSW, a psychologist, uh, educational psychologist or a psych, you know, psych D. Nobody could really get me or understand. And I couldn't feel connected to them without telling the woman at my job, what she knew about the divorce, but she didn't know I was looking for these healers or someone to help me make sense of it. She said, I have a woman that I want you to go, that I'm going to recommend that you go see. She was like, she's a little bit different than your traditional religion, but I think that she may be able to help. And I was like, okay, cool. By that time, if you had told me, you know, like these people who go out and do the cabbage diet or do the the egg diet, if you had told me to go and I needed to be out of my house at five o'clock every morning, sit in front of a tree, sing Kumbaya, hug the tree, kiss the tree and go back home, I would have done it because I was really looking (laughs) for the healing, right? So I go to, so I make this appointment with the woman and she tells me, my appointment was at 930 and she was in Bartlett, Illinois. So um, you're not being from Illinois. She's like 40 minutes away from where I lived at the time. And she said, even if you get here early, do not put, do not step on the doorstep until 930, your exact time. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm willing to do anything at this point. When this woman opened the door, she was of the Sikh religion. So she was dressed in her all white. She had her turban on and when she, the first thing she said when she opened the door and she looked at me, because in what she shared was between nine and nine thirty, she was going to tap into my energy and get a reading for my energy so that she would know what to discuss when I got there. Now, the woman who recommended her, Bernadette, didn't know my full story. She opened the door, she looked at me and she, and you guys can't see my body language, but imagine if you're looking at your child and your child says something that you really want to be there for them. And then you have that motherly sigh where your body language is like, oh my goodness, right? She looked at me and she said, how are you still standing? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. For the first time in my life, somebody got me. She didn't know me from a can of paint. 
30 minutes. I, I stood right there and I waited because I was looking at my watch and I wait. As soon as it hit 930, then I put my toe on, <laughs> on the step because I didn't want to mess up. Whatever she, I'm not breaking any rules. <laughs> but for the next 90 minutes, just the connection that I had with that woman, she and I, eventually I learned that she had a degree in metaphysics. And this is she was the one who inspired me to get my bachelor's in metaphysics, but just that 90 minutes of being with her and her being able to understand just the weight of everything I was carrying without even knowing me, her being able to call it out was amazing. And I was like, I want that. Whatever that is, that is what I want. So after I left her, then I had my book, first book was a Celestine Prophecy. And then from there, it went to a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? And then from there, I joined a unity church, which was a lot more open and accepting of like the spiritual gifts and thinking of things universally. And that's where I was at the church and I met Michael Beckwith, mm-hmm. right? Because he came to the church because I didn't know anything about agape. But this was just like the beginning. And this is like over 20 years ago. So when you talk about, you know, like we some people say dark night of the soul. I had dark years of yeah. the soul, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had dark years of the soul. So having gone through all that you've gone through in the traditional church didn't feel feel right for you. I got kicked out of Sunday school. <laughs> That's <Right>? about right. <laughs> okay, I got kicked out of Sunday school, yeah, and I know I got a smart. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So what she said, she was saying, and I was a teenager. We were in high school. So they were trying to talk about how, you know, you're not supposed to fornicate. You're not supposed to have sex. And I raised my hand and I was like, excuse me. Um, if the Bible is supposed to be the book that we're supposed to follow and Jesus disappeared from 13 to 30, how can we use this Bible as a reference guide for what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to handle being a teenager or in our early 20s? And she looks at me and she's like, don't question God. That's it. I that said right there. I didn't question God. I questioned you. And she's like, well, you know, we don't question God. I was like, okay, you said you were called by God. Call him back. Call him back and ask him (laughs) this question. And it was like, you know what? I was disrupted Sunday school. So I got kicked out or I didn't have to come back, which was the, the whole thing. I didn't care about that. But like you said, I didn't fit in like you did. I did not fit in. Yeah. As you as your life is evolving, now you're moving and you're growing and you're you're understanding and you're you're experiencing different things. And then you were a hairstylist, right? Didn't Mm -hmm. you were a hairstylist? Yeah. After that, what did you do? I'm trying to find I'm trying to give the listeners your path from like your first um, your first way of making money or your first job to evolve life mastery what was that path the path the path actually started when I was a kid and I had a strong desire to be a singer I tell people I've had three careers okay in my life it started when I was young and I began to write music I've had a way with words my entire life you Mm -hmm. know and 
I sit back and I think about the songs that I wrote when I was like 12 years old. I'm like, that was good. But I had a, a strong, strong love for music and mm-hmm. to this very moment. And so I, I, I began learning what I liked about music. Mm-hmm. I learned where my strengths were writing, producing, um, arranging. I delve into it a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. So that was really me showing myself. If you focus on something, you become it. Yes. And I became a recording artist. Mm-hmm. When I hit motherhood, I stepped away from it. Okay. Because I believe that journey was coming to a close. Mm-hmm. So I had this whole new life. <laughs> right. Possible for a little human and. I have to figure out what what exactly it is I'm supposed to be doing at this point because mm-hmm. I'm no longer in love with the music business. I'm in love with this person who is now in need of me becoming more of, of who I'm supposed to be to take care of them and to lead them and guide them. In that little couple years of a bracket, I didn't realize that it was time for me to become an entrepreneur. Work, okay. I've always loved working for myself. Mm-hmm. I really had to do some searching within and saying, what could I do to make money? Something that you've always done. Hair, makeup. Been doing that since I was a teenager. Getting side hustle. But then I decided I was going to go ahead and do it full time. And I said, well, let me go work in the industry. I've already had my whole life in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. I have connections. Why not just go ahead and, and Start doing celebrity hair. You're still in the business. You're just behind the scenes now. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful plan, but it was not my purpose. Okay. So it Mm. felt great Mm -hmm. to help people. You have experience from being in the industry as Mm -hmm. as as a talent, as an artist. So therefore, I'm not afraid to stand in front of people and perform. Right. Or talk, you know, Mm -hmm. now. I have a presence which assisted in the process of me being a stylist. Now I know how to talk to people. Mm -hmm. Now I know how to present myself to people. But now I'm also talking people through situations. I'm holding people's hands as they're, you know, just been diagnosed with cancer and I have to shave their head. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm walking people through the process of miscarrying a child. I'm walking mm. people through the process of having to bury their parent or a loved one. I'm mm-hmm. walking people, I'm holding people's hand before they get ready to walk down the aisle to say, I do. Yeah. It's all these different types of emotions and people need words of encouragement mm-hmm. for just a moment, because these are moments that are very, very pivotal. I started realizing, wait a minute, the things that I'm applying to my own personal development, mm-hmm. I'm now sharing that with people. Because I know it to be true. I know it right. to be helpful. Mm-hmm. I remember being at a dinner a, a dinner with some ladies. We had some ladies who were mentoring entrepreneurs, younger entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And they went around the table and they asked us each what our goals were. What do, what do we aspire to do? What do we want? And by the time it got to me, I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. It just literally fell out of my mouth. I said, I want to be a life coach. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, where'd that come from? <laughs> Who said right. that? I didn't mm-hmm. even think about it. Yeah. But that was the first time I actually put it into existence. 
Mm. I made it real. That was like, boom, there's a seed. Mm-hmm. That started those wheels turning. That started those wheels turning. Then I started researching what is a life coach? What do they mm-hmm. do? Right. Okay. You talk to people, you help them create goals, execute plans, and you know, you keep them accountable, you motivate them when they need it, and, mm-hmm. and you basically teach what you are the expert at. Right. So that was the next part of the chapter. Mm-hmm. What am I the expert at? <laughs> right. <laughs> what is my specialty? What do I do? Mm-hmm. That's where the real work comes in. Mm-hmm. because what you believe is going to be your niche mm-hmm. not actually the niche that you're intended oh I yeah. know that <laughs> so <laughs> I'm thinking okay I'll help people you know they're entrepreneurs try to create balance in their lives because I'm like I can do it all I'm the queen I can I can do this 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 and still mm-hmm. be together right I can but that's not my, that's not my expertise. Mm-hmm. What I discovered through my journey mm-hmm. of becoming and my journey of unbecoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm writing it, it down. Brought, <laughs> it was brought to me. Through mm-hmm. spirit. You're here to help people heal, but you don't know that until after you've gone through a certain amount of time through your own healing. Yes, Absolutely. I'm not here to talk to you about relationships. I'm not Mm -hmm. here to talk to you about goal setting. I'm not here to talk to you about anything else. But what comes from me, through me, Mm -hmm. is showing people and educating people on the power that you receive from healing those things that are binding you, that are weighing you, that are keeping you stuck and stagnant, that are keeping you from having the fulfillment Mm -hmm. and the joy and the abundance that is your birthright. Yes. You deserve it. Most people don't believe they deserve it. I know. Oh my goodness. So then Girl, I'm about to pass don't you the, believe it? I'm about to pass the collection plate in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe you deserve it because of something that occurred in your past. Right. Where you made a decision you weren't deserving of it. Or possibly you took on a belief that someone gave you their opinion that you mm-hmm. weren't deserving of it and you just rode with it and right. that was just what you stuck with and now you really don't have it right so and you have to unlearn that and that's is that part of the unbecoming you're referring to yeah absolutely mm-hmm. what it is um what i've what i've learned as as far as my studies with metaphysics we have a temporary self mm-hmm. and we have our true self mm-hmm. your true self is who you were born as and to be your temporary self is the, the part of you that society, mm-hmm. your environment, your community has constructed. Right. And that's the role you've been playing until you decide, I don't want to play this role anymore. That's what we said. Mm-hmm. You, you awaken yes. to that fact that this mm-hmm. is not who I am. This is right. not what I'm supposed to be doing. So the right. goal, the ultimate goal is to get back to that true self that you were mm-hmm. when you first started. Right. And that comes in, and I, I believe that comes in phases, right? Because mm-hmm. as we continue, as we move forward and we are open to learning who we are supposed to be, we get to this level and okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to, how I'm supposed to behave. This is who I'm supposed to interact with. And then you have that experience. And then 
as you grow through that, your spirit is like, okay, well, that's enough of that. And it's time mm-hmm. for us to move on to something else, right? Yeah, like and don't so get then, too comfortable. Right. <laughs> this, we're, we're, we're constantly moving up, honey. That was cute, but we're going up here to the next level, right? We got to go up here to the next level. So I am totally, totally digging that. Evolve Life Mastery, is this the name of your, I know the answer to that question, but I'm asking it for the <laughs> listeners. So I got to play like, I don't know, all your business, right? <laughs> So Evolve Life Mastery, is this the name of your business? And if so, how do you define life mastery? Evolve Life Mastery is my second born child. This is (laughs) is my baby right here. Yeah. Um, Evolve Life Mastery, I began, she, she was conceived during my healing process. Okay. I just didn't know it. And mm-hmm. I gave birth to her in uh, 2020. Okay. During COVID. I said, mm, it's yes. time. You know, mm-hmm. actually 2019, I would say I did, but I really, really honed in on her in 2020. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was funny because I was watching a service with Reverend Michael and mm-hmm. he said one thing, this is what we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, it is, it really is. People are waking up. The collective yes. is waking up. Yes. And I took it as they're waking up and they have no idea what to do next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I true. It, I got it. I got it. I know what to yes. do. Follow me. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like the, you know, the next level welcome committee. And <laughs> there we go. Um, life mastery is the journey of unbecoming. Mm-hmm. while cohesively experiencing the journey of becoming everything that you were meant to be. Yeah. You know, it's about reaching your true potential and, and making your life count, having the least amount of regret and maximizing your possibilities and opportunities. Where, and if you don't have it already, I'm going to need you to go ahead and lock down the URL because I'm waiting on the book unbecoming yes and I think there's one out there titled unbecoming but you you had like four different subtitles that you can add that you just flowed with but I'm looking for the the book the masterclass that actually is that is part of the title unbecoming because that is a huge part of all of it Mm -hmm. the the fact that people you know everybody's talking about manifesting and, and bringing in your thoughts that was one of the things that you know, the secret initiated Mm -hmm. and introduced people to was the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Every teacher on there will tell you they did a disservice to the public. Yes, absolutely. Did not explain fully the process Mm -hmm. of attracting what it is you want. Sure. Your thoughts are very, very important. Right. But that's not the entire formula. True. Mm -hmm. It's about becoming and getting an alignment Mm-hmm. With that, what you which one becoming it, a vibrational match, a vibrational match in mm-hmm. every single way, and leaving no space for doubt mm-hmm. that you can actually have it. Yeah, there's no room for it. It actually delays the process. Mm-hmm. But what what I what I teach about manifesting, I teach the four phases of manifestation: asking, mm-hmm. allowing, or I'm sorry, asking, affirming, aligning, and allowing. Mm-hmm. which breaks down everything you have to do for everything that you want. But what's critical in there is also understanding that when you are manifesting, you are also dismantling mm-hmm. 
whatever is in the way of yes. you attracting yep. that thing that you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what people don't understand too much of. They, mm-hmm. they think, oh, I'm just going to attract it. No, 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 no. There's a reason you don't have it. Right. That's part of the journey. That's a yep. big part of the journey. The and desire, there's work to be done. A lot work. of work to be done. There's work. That is part of the becoming, mm-hmm. but the dismantling of the belief system, the mm-hmm. habits, right? The, the, the traumas, the whatever mm-hmm. that's in the way. Is that's part of unbecoming. unbecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's obviously who you are in this moment. And right. that's obviously the reason why you technically don't have what, what it is that you do want. Right. Do you want this particular lifestyle? Do you want this particular career? Do you want this particular relationship? Mm-hmm. Why don't you have it? I don't right. have it because I have this, 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 and this. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get rid of it. Right. Let's mm-hmm. align with that thing yeah. and be aware mm-hmm. of what's in the way and let's get rid of it. Yes. Let's let it go. Let's release it. Let's take care of it because yes. it does not serve you. Right. And a, and yeah. a lot of that also has to do with knowing where it comes from mm-hmm. and healing that, reprogramming yeah, you, that. Yes. You got to dig deep, right? You got to peel mm-hmm. back the layers. You got to do the work. You got to do the introspective work. But a lot of people don't want to do, they don't want to. They, it's yeah. too, and I get it, right? Because it, it's hard. It it's is definitely hard. It's challenging. It's hard. You know, you have to. You have to sit there and you have to sometimes relive stuff, right? That you didn't want to relive. I realized that going through my process of unbecoming that I had stuffed a lot of stuff down, right? I talk about that Pandora's box. I, when I was talking to my therapist, yes, everybody, I have a therapist. I talk to her every Wednesday at five o'clock. So hello, deal with that. Um, <laughs> everybody should get one. Everybody should have one or two or three everybody during 2020. I had 2.5, honey. Mm-hmm. But what I did was so remember in the fish tanks, right? And in the fish tank at the bottom, they would have the chest, the treasure chest. And every every so often the bubble, the bubbles would go, you know, chest would open in the bubbles. So I was talking to my somatic experience practitioner. And she's, I told her, I was like, this year with George Floyd and, you know, everything that was coming up for me with that. And then I had taken a trauma-informed yoga training, which opened up, you know, Black people don't, we don't have trauma. We have issues, right? Yeah, we we issues. don't call it trauma. Yeah. But I realized <laughs> I had trauma and then all of those things were uncovered. I felt like, like this, this treasure chest here with all, it was tightly closed it was padlocked but it had all this stuff oozing out the sides because yeah, it, it was full it was full and I told her I was like you know for me this year 2020 it was like that chest was busted wide open it was wide open and now there was all this this junk in there I needed to go through and what she said to me because you know if you guys know me personally you know I cuss like a sailor she said, "Me too. Me <laughs> Hello, too. It's, it's sometimes not ladylike, but it's very eloquent." <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, I think during those times, you are extremely clear of the message that I'm trying to get across, right? So, as as we're talking about it, she says to me, "You know, you should get something that symbolizes 
this chest for you. And immediately I thought about the fish tank chest. So I went to Petco and bought it. But what she said was she wanted me to look at that chest as though, even though I had all the junk on top, that as I continued to work through and clean out and pull out the junk, that I would eventually get to the treasure underneath. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. I absolutely, but I, but that those days when going through that work and going through that junk, those were not easy. They're not, they're not, not easy at all. Now, if we, as we talk about executive women, you're trying to deal with your junk and your treasure chest or your trunk, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And at the same time, while you're running a business, you're trying to build an empire, you're trying to run departments, you're the CEO, CFO, CIO, CTO, COO, C, you name it. You're in anything. the C-suite, right? Anything. You're a mom that has, you're trying to deal with your kids. You got, you know, one kid to five, six, seven, 20 kids. Doesn't matter. You don't get to devote all of your personal time to your growth. So now you have to grow through these things while you're still trying to live life. That's hard. And most people can't do that. Right. And, and, but, and the thing about it is, is once you discover what it is, some people don't even know you can, they don't, they don't know it exists. That healing is, is possible. Balance is possible. Mm -hmm. And so they, but they think chaos is normal. It is their normal until they realize, wait a minute, I have options. Yeah. Yeah. Are you willing wow. to go through the options? Right. Yep. Because will, desire, courage, mm-hmm. main ingredients to getting this done. Yeah. Determination. Absolutely. Meaning that you're not, there's no negotiations. I'm going to heal. Absolutely. Even in those days where you feel like, okay, this is, this is getting out of hand. This is too much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Right. Those are the days you just like, what is all this for? Yeah. I think definitely, I mean, mine's gone on now 15 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take pride in saying um, there is no doubt at all in my mind, in my mm-hmm. heart, in my body, in my spirit that I'm going to only live my purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that I'm going to get it accomplished, whatever accomplished is. Right. My last breath is going to be one of no regret. I'm, I did my job. Mm-hmm. I did everything I wanted to do, was supposed to do and needed to do in this life mm-hmm. because I did it with intention. Yeah. I'm living on purpose, with purpose. Mm-hmm. And there, to me, there's no excuse once you awaken, once you know these things, once you know the consequences right. of not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. There's, there's no excuse why you can't see it through because obviously up to this date, you've survived 100% of yeah. what was trying to destroy you. Yes. You survived 100%. You're here. Right. And I didn't say you weren't, you know, unscathed. You weren't, un- you know, you got right. the bumps and scars. Absolutely. But you're still here for a reason. Do you feel like you're always running? Like you can't find time for the simplest things like self care, grooming, or even quality time with your partner? 
Of course you do. As an executive woman with purpose and on a mission, you might feel like this all of the time. Your schedule is packed and let's face it, you have no energy for the things that matter most to you or your partner because you are putting energy into all of your other responsibilities. I know you do this because I am guilty of doing it as well. Several years ago, when I realized that I didn't have enough time for self-care or a relationship, I decided to determine where all of my energy was going. I created an energy wheel and followed a process that allowed me to see exactly where I was spending my energy. Once I knew where the energy was going, I gave myself permission to determine what really needed my attention, what I could cut back on, and what I could get rid of, if not forever, at least for the time being. And that is what I want to give you, the gift of clarity with the side of permission. Head on over to the show notes page where you will find the link to my free relationship energy wheel course and worksheet and stop feeling like you're all over the place. Reclaim your time and your energy today.